0: Thank you for choosing the balanced life with diabetes. This is Anita Westlake. As I look at the calendar, I notice that we're in the middle of October, fast approaching the holiday season. And as we're out grocery shopping, there's lots of advertisement in magazines as we check out, showing us foods, treats, all for the holiday season. In a previous episode, we had Rose, a nutritionist, who helped us make better choices through carbs, proteins, fats. Rose has returned to us today to help us tweak some of our favorite recipes for the holiday season. Hi, Rose. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Hi, Anita. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me back.
0: Great. Now, as I mentioned, we're heading into holiday season with all the yummy comfort foods and, um, you know, desserts, sugary Um, lovely things, but not great for blood sugars and general health overall, I would say. And so you had mentioned to me in in other conversations we've had about food, and I just love talking about food with you, Rose, I have to tell you, it's so wonderful to hear how enthusiastic you are about um, food in general and that anything can be tweaked to make it healthier. And I think that is um, fantastic. I mean, it just gives us so many more choices that we don't feel that we're cheating or doing something wrong, rather than exploring alternatives in order to make some of these wonderful dishes and holiday recipes and traditions healthier.
1: Absolutely. Nowadays, anything goes. You can make um, so many different foods that at one point used to be um, considered unhealthy, unhealthy. Um, or only, you can only have it once in a while because it's sort of a taboo food and now you can make it extremely healthy, but just by making a few changes. So yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, that's wonderful. Now to kind of get right into it, let's take something like macaroni and cheese. I love macaroni and cheese Mm -hmm. and it makes me think of my grandparents and when they would make it and I can visualize myself in the kitchen and all the lovely memories But it it wasn't healthy, I have to tell you. So how do we take this wonderful dish and make it healthier?
1: Oh, goodness. Well, the first place to start is with the grain. So traditionally mac and cheese is made with white refined flour, so white um, wheat flour. So there's lots of options today. So you could change it to a whole grain spelt, kamut. These are all ancient grains. Um, You could use a gluten-free grain like quinoa or brown rice. Um, In fact, nowadays, they even have uh, pastas made with beans. So mung beans um, is a fantastic choice as well. And it's higher in fiber and you're getting some protein in there. Uh, What else? We've got spaghetti squash. Don't forget about using, you know, something that Mother Nature made for us, and it looks like spaghetti. So you can, if you've never used it before, um, we have something in the produce section called spaghetti squash, and the reason why it's called that is because once you cook it and you take out the center portion of it, it looks like spaghetti. And it tastes like spaghetti. So it's a fantastic option um, because it's got the fiber and it's got all the phytonutrients in there. Um, phytonutrients and you cook this. Plant food. You cook it in the oven.
0: Yes. Have you ever done that? No. this I was excited. <laughs> I'm yes. excited. I didn't know this existed. Why didn't I notice? Yes. Oh, tell amazing. me more about this. This is
1: It's a yellow squash. Um, it's sort of shaped, um, it's just like an oval shape. Uh, you buy it in the produce section. You cut it lengthwise, face down. You put it in the oven for approximately 40 minutes. And then when you scrape it out, it comes out looking like spaghetti. So it's a fantastic option. Um, there's Really, it's a complex carbohydrate. It's so good for you. So that's a great place to start, especially if somebody doesn't want... They still love their cheese, and they want to still have cheese. I mean, it's about making small changes at first. So change the grain. That's the first place to start, and this is a great way to do it.
0: So small changes and, yeah. you know, w- one thing at a time. So don't take right. on the world at once, but little changes. So. Again, you're right, the the uh, pasta is w- one of the biggest issues when it comes to mac and cheese, isn't it? Yes,
1: yeah, absolutely. That's that's where you're going to be spiking your blood sugar because of the white refined grain. I mean, people think that just because they don't eat sugar in its um, most refined form, just sugar as in honey or uh, cane sugar, um, if you're eating a white refined grain, you're still getting sugar. So it's still gonna spike your your um, your um, uh, sugar levels so um your blood sugar I should say so yeah that's a great place to start absolutely hundred percent
0: now what about this bean like it's it's pasta yeah. made from bean because I have heard this and I've even yeah. heard a term called glass noodles now again yeah. that could just be a restaurant I went to or mm-hmm. but they said oh these noodles are made from beans and I thought wow wonderful so we're um is this something that comes dried? Is this something fresh? Where would we kind of source this at? We don't have to make this from scratch, do we?
1: No. I've actually never bought it. I believe you buy it. It looks like rice vermicelli. So you buy it dried in a package. Um, the tradition, It's traditionally a um, Korean dish, and it's made from sweet potato starch. Um, so even sweet potato is, um, isn't is as high on the glycemic index as, say, white potato, but um, But it's still a refined product. So I would say that it probably still does um, spike your blood sugar a bit. Um, A better option might be making uh, noodles from zucchini. Have you ever heard of that?
0: Yes, but I wasn't sure if you could cook them. I I associate that a little more with the raw diet.
1: Raw? You can blanch them in hot water if you choose to do so. The other thing you can do is just because they're raw noodles, so you could make them with a spiralizer, or you could make them um, even just with a peeler. And then um, you peel the whole zucchini, and then you would cut them lengthwise to make them into noodles. You could actually um, top it off with a sauce that's been heated. So again, you're getting the best of both worlds. So it's not necessarily doesn't have to necessarily be 100% raw food dish. I've made zucchini noodles and added my own um, hot tomato sauce on top and it's fantastic. Um, And that's kind of like, you're kind of blanching it almost because you're putting the hot sauce on top or you could blanch it ahead of time and then also put the hot sauce on top and that works. It works wonderfully and honestly, you won't miss regular noodles. It tastes just like it. It really does.
0: Isn't that wonderful? So, you know, even for children that might, you know, uh, have diabetes or let's say you have, you know, just don't, are so keen on vegetables. This is a great way to kind of add a raw vegetable into their diet and a different way of thinking. Now, you see, I associated that with the raw diet and didn't think mm-hmm. of mixing it. Why? Who oh, knows? Yeah. But there you go. Um, you know, you can mix and switch some things and really take a lovely dish. And again, like spaghetti and macaroni mm-hmm. and cheese and really lighten it up.
1: Oh, anything goes, anything goes, absolutely.
0: Now, what about the actual cheese with the sauce? You know, there's yeah. uh, there's a lot of fat with macaroni and cheese when it comes mm-hmm. to the cheese, and then people put butter in there and milk. And um, in what way could we kind of make this a little healthier?
1: Yes, well, I, um, there's many, if you go online now, you can just search up. Um, vegan mac and cheese and they have wonderful recipes online and a lot of them are made with um, either a cashew nut base or you could if you have sensitivities to cashews you could use almonds you could even use sunflower seeds that works as well so what you would do is if you have a high-speed blender or in a food processor you could blend them up and add in things like nutritional yeast um, if you've never heard of nutritional yeast, it is not a traditional yeast that you would use to, say, um, in a recipe to allow, you know, bread to rise. It's a deactivated yeast. It's grown on beets and sugarcane molasses, um, but it's really high to bacteria, basically, and it's really high in B vitamins. But the best part is that it actually smells and tastes like cheese. So it's a great thing to use in place um, and when making sort of a vegan type of cheese. So I use it quite a bit. So adding that with a cashew, uh, with cashews, a little bit of water, a little bit of tamari, um, maybe a garlic clove, and presto, you've got a vegan cheese. Um, you know, kid you not, it's amazing. Wow. And so yes, and so you can you can really you know manipulate it in different ways. There's lots of different. I encourage people to go online and look it up. There's lots of different uh, like. um, Recipes that you can find, but pretty much that's the foundation. It's a, um, a nut base with the nutritional yeast and maybe some tamari, um, some uh, garlic, maybe even some uh, recipes use uh, tahini uh, as well as some miso. Lots of different variations, but pretty much they all taste like a beautiful cheesy sauce and you would never know the difference. Fantastic.
0: Now when we just say vegan, I'm not vegan, but I am making more and more recipes that are classified as vegan to keep the fat content out of it. Okay. Um, And that sounds like really even if you're not vegan, if you look up some of these recipes, it can really help you. If you're if you're finding you're eating a lot of cheese, and I love cheese, but right, a lot of people do. Right, <laughs> I exactly, do and you could be eating too much, maybe, and yeah. so you can still enjoy the flavor and cut even back on your cheese by adding these vegan recipes. Correct. Um, it's
1: not about. Having to be vegan in order to, you know, eat these recipes or thinking that, you know, if you've tried maybe really a vegan dish in the past and it didn't taste that good, um, give it a chance uh, because there's a lot of wonderful vegan recipes out there uh, today because people are just, you know, going outside uh, the traditional, um, you know, a lot of vegan meals which just basically trying to mimic a lot of meat dishes. So there's a lot of soy added into there. now a lot of people are are venturing out and using a lot of plant-based foods, so nuts and seeds and um, different spices to incorporate, you know, wonderful flavors that still kind of maybe mimic some of your old-time favorites, so the cheese. Um, But it's it's so much better. And it's healthier for you because you're using whole foods. You're not using refined products. If you know what I mean. So it's not about having to be vegan in order to enjoy the, enjoy these foods. It's about finding um, foods that are made from whole plant-based foods that just taste delicious. Putting them in the right uh, recipe, um, having the right amounts, um, and it just can be amazing. So yeah, it's going to be fantastic.
0: As you say this, you know, I think about time management also. And I, and when I started to do some of these things and make things healthier overall i found that um, it took up a lot of time i thought but now as i've gotten into a routine and i'm hearing you speak of you know the zucchini and using it with warm foods and you can just you know peel it and i've actually bought the tool to do so and it really saved a lot of time and it was quite inexpensive Mm -hmm. i was pleasantly surprised yeah along with you know now i i didn't think of the squash and you know cutting it up and baking it and then scraping the insides But really, I think it's a matter of perspective. Once we kind of incorporate this into a lifestyle, it doesn't have to be overwhelming in time. It's a matter of, you know, carving that time and making it a priority. Because really, it can be quite um, easy to do and doesn't have to manipulate your entire day to eat healthy.
1: No, it's um, about taking baby steps at first. But ideally, you really have to be prepared um, when it comes to, you know, changing certain things in your diet, um, and you really have to be ready for those changes. So when you are ready, um, it's about really overhauling your kitchen kitchen a little bit. So having a healthy pantry is key. So once you start uh, with a few recipes, look at the ingredients that are in these healthier recipes and start to stock your pantry with more of these kinds of ingredients. Um, so that you you'll be uh, ready, so that when it's time to make you know the next healthy recipe, you're going to have all the ingredients that you need at hand, and you're not going to have the unhealthy ingredients um, too accessible. Do you know what I mean? So you want to you know make sure that you clean up that pantry, so that you do you're starting off fresh, and um, you're going to have everything that you need to support you in your new venture to you know a healthier lifestyle.
0: Yeah. Arm yourself to be healthy, keeping it around you, surrounding yourself with it. Like, absolutely. you know, and absolutely it makes it more healthy. Then you don't easier. I'm sorry. You don't have to run to the grocery store. Jeez, I need more of that. What was it called again? It becomes just second nature to have it there and start using it, incorporating it in your daily you know, preparation of meals.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. The more plant-based foods that you have available to you, the more you're going to eat them because they're there. Most people will come home when they're hungry and open up the fridge, and you know eat what's available. So if you have those good, you know, whole foods in front of you, then you're going to eat them. Um, you're more likely to eat them. And also, being prepared means you know maybe preparing some of the food ahead of time, um, cutting up your vegetables when you first bring them home instead of. Most people will buy a a bunch of kale because they think, well, they know kale is really good for me, and I'm going to buy it. I'm going to try to use it this time. And then they put it in their fridge, and a week goes by, and they forget about it, and it's gone bad, and they have to throw it out. Oh, it's shoved way
0: back there in the fridge, isn't it? It's hiding.
1: Right? (laughs) So if you... If you bring it home and you wash it right away and when you wash it right away, you can just dunk it in a um, stainless steel bowl and some water, um, a couple of swishes, you know, um, fill up with water twice or three times. And then once it's washed, you can just peel it off from the rib. Uh, The rib is just like the stem. And then you can dry it up, whether in a salad spinner or just dry it with a paper towel and then put it in a container. You have it in the fridge, and then whatever you're cooking, you have it already washed, cut up, ready to go, and you can simply add it into your pasta water at the very last minute of its cooking, when it's cooking. You can add it to a stir-fry when you're eating it. You could put it on a plate underneath uh, a stir-fry if you want. Have it raw. Put it added to a salad so it's there. It's ready to go. It's about having a plan.
0: And that is so true. It's about having a plan. And you can be really lazy like me and buy it washed. Okay, that's good, too. (laughs) And some weeks when I know I'm going to have, like, just a crazy week, that's Mm -hmm. what I do. I buy it because I know. Okay, let's be realistic, Anita. You are not superwoman. You have children that will not wash anything. They will not wash the apple. They will not do any of that. I mean, I have to pre-wash everything. Or they just open the fridge, grab it, and pop yes. it in their mouth. So you know what? And
1: thank goodness we have this available to us nowadays. So that and we that's do. Fantastic.
0: You know, yeah. which is wonderful. And if you if you have a little more time and you want to wash it, or it's not available, wonderful. And that's great ideas. And it's also probably a little more um, easier on the pocketbook to actually do the washing yourself. I, I, right. You know, other than my choice a lot of the time, which is buying it pre-wash. Now, what about having said that? What about gravies? You know, mm. I'm always wondering. Let's say I had a lovely mushroom gravy, and it was okay. it was fantastic but I was straining some of it because I had a dinner party and not all my guests had the love of mushrooms that I do. Okay. So if I was just going to make a mushroom and not have a, sorry, mushroom, a gravy and not mm-hmm. have it mushroom based. So let's say you took a vegetable broth and there's all kinds of, I know recipes out there that say, you know, just thicken it up. But when you use a cornstarch, versus a flour, versus goodness knows what. What is the difference, and the the healthier choice on the thickening of a gravy?
1: Okay, so cornstarch. I uh, don't. Um, I don't like cornstarch. Corn, first of all, is one of the most uh, genetically modified foods. So you want to stay away from corn for that reason, but also because. Uh, corn has got a high glycemic index, so for people who have diabetes, that is not a good option. Um, when you want to thicken something, um, ideally, again, turn to your plant-based foods. You can use things like um, root vegetables, rutabaga, parsnips, celery root, uh, turnips, even sweet potatoes, because they're just fantastic to thicken. Anything, whether it's a soup or a gravy. So all you have to do is, I mean, if you want it to have more of a heartier taste, you could bake it first, um, take off the skin. Or if you have a high-powered blender, you could put it into the blender, blend it up and add it in. Or you could cook it right with the liquid, with the broth that you're using for the gravy. And then blend it up with a hand blender. Um, like I said, or a food processor or, or high-powered blender. Fantastic. That's all you need. So um,
0: so just to get yep. this straight, because um to be quite honest, when I had the mushroom gravy, I yep. bought it fresh. I was lovely, but that wasn't created with my own hand. So okay. I've been using cornstarch when I make the gravy because it doesn't lump and all the rest of this stuff. But this isn't sounding too difficult all of a sudden. Yep. So I I take my and I'm going to just say for sake of argument, chicken stock. Okay. No fat from my bird or whatever, you know, meat I'm using. And I'm making the gravy from a stock. And then I can add, let's just take sweet potato and, you know, cut it up and throw it in there. And, of course, gravy has to be heated. So now this is cooking in with my gravy or maybe I've pre-cooked it or it could even be leftovers of sweet potato. I throw it in there and then I can transfer that into a blender on a high speed and... Voila, I have a thick and tasty gravy.
1: Yes, and if you want to, you can add more spices to it. So you, have, you could put, um, you could roast onions, you could roast garlic and add it to it. You could put things like thyme in there, whatever spices you like, and you've got a delicious gravy. awesome. Wow. Fantastic.
0: Okay, that sounds uh, pretty darn easy. I'm going to be doing mm-hmm. that. That sounds wonderful, if actually.
1: You want to kick it up a notch, then you can add almonds um, or even cashews. And you're adding some protein in there as well, and that will also thicken it and add a beautiful taste to it as well.
0: So depending on how thick, it could be a soup base, stews, right? whatever you'd like. Yes. And Just how versatile use, is that and healthy? Yeah.
1: Nuts, seeds, and our plant food, fantastic to use them, yes. They're amazing. amazing. Well, that
0: is amazing. Now, another family favorite of, of mm-hmm. mine, especially, you know, uh, Christmas... Um, Around that time in the morning, I have people over for brunch, and I like to make bread pudding. Okay. So I'm thinking, can I actually, this is my, you know, dream list here. Can (laughs) I make it with my little concern about wheat and dairy at the moment, Mm -hmm. um, along with the sugar hat, because, you know, I'm, I'm juggling three balls here. Right. Can I do it? Can I make this bread pudding and have it yummy and boast that, hey guys, it's wheat free, dairy free, and mm-hmm. lower in, you know, um, say, saturated sugar? Oh, yes. I say yes. Refined. I, pardon me. <laughs> I refined. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking fat again. So that is possible. So, what could I do? What could I do to okay. tweak this little recipe that I have?
1: Well, in making bread pudding, the first thing you need is bread. So, what you could use instead of wheat bread, uh, there's lots of options nowadays, and I love that we now have healthier gluten-free bread. So, we have um, ones made with chia seeds, um, there's one made with whole grain uh, quinoa, um, there's a ton of different options nowadays. Just make sure you're reading the ingredients, and the first or second ingredient should have a whole grain if it does not then it's made with a processed grain so make sure you're looking out for that so absolutely and these um, and nowadays the uh, gluten-free breads are softer they're not as hard as they used to be they're not all in the freezer they last a little bit longer they have a longer shelf life um, and they taste wonderful so that's an option for the bread now when it comes to the milk portion because you need milk to make bread pudding uh, you can use coconut or almond milk. Coconut milk, How this is how I break it down when it comes to the milk um, and using it with recipes when you want to switch out recipes. So if you need a thick cream or a, um, I would say, a um, 2% type milk, I would look more towards a, a coconut milk to use because it's a very thick um, plant-based milk. If you want to use, or if a recipe calls for a, Um, sort of a a 1% or a skim milk, then I would use more of the rice milk um, or you could even use almond milk. Almond milk, I'd say, is more between, like closer to a 2% as well. So depending on what you need for this recipe, I would say probably a thicker one, coconut or almond would be great. And then for sugar, you want to do something like a coconut sugar, which is lower in the glycemic index. Um, My favourite thing to do is always adding dates. Now, if a recipe calls for a liquid sugar, then you want to make a date paste. And you just make that simply by soaking dates with water and then blending it. Super easy.
0: Is that um, hot water when you soak the dates?
1: You could even soak it room temperature, but you might want to soak it for a little longer. But hot water would do it in a lot less time. So I would say 10 minutes hot water, perfect. And then blend it up. And you've got, you've got date paste. You've, got, you've made your own liquid sweetener. Um, and applesauce. Applesauce, especially if you don't want to use, say for if it calls for like a lot of sugar. So, say it calls for a half a cup or a cup of sugar. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll use a half a cup of maybe date paste and the other half a cup I'll just add applesauce, unsweetened applesauce, to really bring down the uh, total sugar load of what I'm
0: eating. Wow. Now, what if it calls for cream? There's a killer. Half and half. Cream? Yeah, what do we do, what do, we do then? Because, you know, some of them call for that really sweet condensed milk, cream. Is there something that we can add that's a little healthier?
1: Absolutely. So cashews. So you can make cashew milk by using one cup of cashews to four cups of water. But if you want to make a cashew cream, then you could do one cup of cashews to two cups of water. And you just blend it in a high-powered blender. You've got a beautiful cream. You could use, um, now, cashews have that, that beautiful, like they, when they blend up, they are rich and creamy. Um, another option, depending on what you're making, so if you're making a savory dish, you want to use, you could use cauliflower. You can steam cauliflower and blend it up, and you could use that also as a creamer, but you'd want to use that in a recipe that calls for a heavy cream, um, like a soup perhaps, maybe not in a sweet dessert. Um, So, yeah, cauliflower is another option, but that's for savory. For sweet, I always go either coconut or I'll use um, the uh, cashews.
0: Oh, that's, well, I know I've used, on the savory side, I've um, cut down on potatoes and added cauliflower and really mashed and blended it up, and it was fantastic.
1: Fantastic. Okay, so you've done that. You know how good that works. Perfect.
0: It works beautifully, and um, my uh, son, who loves mashed potatoes but would not Touch cauliflower at one point, um, had no idea, had no idea it was in there. And, you know, it made me feel good because I thought, oh yeah, good. I got a vegetable in there that he didn't like <laughs> and he had zero idea, but I added, as you said, there were some spices, some garlic. It was, and it was so yummy and he does mm-hmm. like garlic and he does like onions. So it all went in there and I blended it up very well and it was, uh, we all enjoyed it. It was fantastic. <laughs> So now, for in my way of thinking, the the big guns, and okay. we're talking about chocolate. So, <laughs> you know, it's not just making a chocolate cake because we can go now, and we can buy things like gluten free cake mixes and all these, you know, cupcakes and all these wonderful things, and they're gluten free. So I would imagine the um, the wheat is less. Although, please correct me if I'm wrong. But I would imagine the wheat load is a little less. But what about the icing?
1: Okay, so let me just touch on the fact that there are a lot of gluten-free cake recipes out there. I would probably steer away from most of them just because um, a lot of them would be highly refined. So just because, you know, I did talk about wheat and and some of the negative aspects of wheat, but there are some negative aspects and a lot of... um, processed, packaged, gluten-free products that you buy on the shelf. So they're taking out the wheat, but they're adding in a lot of starches and they're adding in a lot of sugar and a lot of sodium. So ideally you want to, if you can, make it from scratch um, and using whole um, whole grain. And I, I actually recently met somebody when I mentioned to them uh, that you could use whole grain. They said, no, I can't use whole grain because I'm going gluten-free. And I said, no, no, there are gluten-free whole grains that you can use so I just want to be clear on that so people understand that when somebody says whole grain that doesn't mean whole wheat that means that there's a lot of ancient grains that are are um, whole so there's the buckwheat which is which, which actually is gluten-free there's the uh, millet there's quinoa these are all whole grains in their whole natural state it just means that they haven't been refined so so let me just clear that up and then um, looking at recipes there's a lot online that you can find or if you see um, a mix that is made with whole grain, fantastic. Then, yes, you can definitely use that. Now, when it comes to the icing, um, I oh, don't Oh, can have I just to... stop
0: you there for a second, Rose? i got to yes, go course. back just to this. Um, I didn't realize yes. that um, buckwheat was gluten-free. And I make pancakes, buckwheat pancakes. Okay. So that thrills me to no end, I have to tell you. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> like, now, I make these buckwheat pancakes, which is, yes. sounds great now. But let's just say I want to take, you know, my um, mom's recipe for chocolate okay. cake and she's got flour, 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 flour. Can I add one of these um, ancient grains in place of it? Like if it says four cups of flour, could right. I add four cups of buckwheat and have it turn out uh, the same or edible mm. even?
1: No. No, it wouldn't, and and it's unfortunate, but you cannot just easily switch a recipe that has a gluten grain for a gluten-free grain. It will not work out usually. Um, so there are things you can buy. Um, I know there's a company that sells a gluten-free flour mix, and it is a, a replacement to regular wheat flour in a recipe, and I believe it's mostly made with uh, bean flour. So there's garbanzo bean, fava bean, Um, And so buying something like that that says it's a replacement for wheat flour, so it's a gluten-free flour mix, it has some of the um, healthier starches in there and things that would mimic, help to mimic the gluten in a regular gluten-containing recipe. And that's what you want to look for, and then you could switch it out um, easily, so if it calls for two cups of flour, you could use two cups of this gluten-free flour mix. And there's a few different um, ones on the market nowadays. And, and again, a lot of companies are realizing people want healthier options, so they they have healthier ingredients. They are made with whole gluten-free grains, which is fantastic to see.
0: Okay, so, so that's that's a, what you do. that's a great thing to look out for and arm yourself with if that's the way you want to go. But if you just want to make your cake, but have lighten it up with a better topping, you know, let's say, is there a better topping when it comes to chocolate? Is there a healthier uh, spin on it? Can we tweak it? Yes! Yay! <laughs> Here's my guess again. Yay! Yay! yay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, believe it or not, um, this might shock you, but I've seen uh, amazing recipes online to make uh, icing from avocado, as well as from sweet potato.
0: Come on. avocado and sweet potato? Yes. That sounds terrible. So it's, yes, it's fantastic. So you can, and,
1: and I mean, I've even made chocolate avocado pudding, which is amazing. So, and that is, and you're getting all of these healthy fats and just wonderful um, phytonutrients. So definitely look up online. Like I said, I don't have the recipe in front of me, but you can absolutely find these online. Now they will call for some sugars, um, the maple syrup and also some like um, cocoa powder. I like, again, here's my tweaking portion. So when it calls for sugar, you can do what I mentioned before, which is use half um, uh, unsweetened apple sauce with some date paste instead of maybe a maple syrup, or even though maple syrup is a lower glycemic to say cane sugar or even um, honey. So you could use that. Um, or, um, and when it calls for cocoa powder, some people don't like the fact that it, has, it still goes through a process. You can buy raw cacao. It will be a little bit more bitter, but again, the sweetener that you choose, you might want to, again, if you want to add a little bit more, um, or it might balance it out, perhaps. Um, so yeah, try those. Do those little uh, changes, and it's amazing what you can come up with when you're using plant-based foods. Um, and for they're yummy. That never, yes, but you never would have thought of. so. All those recipes, all those, you know, your mom's recipes, your grandmother's recipes, you can tweak them, you can change them, and you can use, um, you know, Mother Nature's, you know, plethora of wonderful food that she has available for us, and you can make them into these delicious treats for yourself, so you feel like you're, you're treating yourself, um, and you're doing something good for yourself at the same time. Fantastic.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I think it would be very impressive. And as I think, again, of the holidays, you know, I bring um, uh, treats and and goodies if I'm invited somewhere. And and I incorporated like a little hostess uh, gift that I give someone. And saying that I went to this kind of trouble, I would say would be an awesome gift. Absolutely. I made this icing from avocado. For goodness sakes, try it.
1: (laughs) For sure. sure. That's
0: impressive. I have some uh, friends and I go to their house and opening up a cake mix. Sorry, (laughs) I love you, but that is a challenge. (laughs) So this would be just, you know, something so uh, lovely for them to receive. And I. the only thing is I know that I'd have to bring it all the time and they would, you know, that was this hard? My gosh, what do you do? you got to be kidding. You're joking. I want to see you make it out of avocado. Um, and, but you, know, you can do it, obviously, right? This is inspiring can. me to create this and I'm going to start taking these gifts everywhere.
1: <laughs> but, you know, and it's so beautiful when you do something like that for somebody because, you're, they know that you did it with so much love and care, and and so because you care about them, you're doing, you're thinking about their health. And I like to also bring, you know, maybe a trail mix that I've made. You know, wrap it in a bow, put it in a mason jar, I make my own homemade soup, and bring that as well. There's all kinds of food. When you make food and you make it with lots of love, um, people feel that. And you know what that love is in the food, and you can taste it too. So that's a great. Um, hostess get absolutely hundred percent.
0: Well, and I again, I really think it is, and it, and you're still staying within you know the holiday theme mm-hmm. because we are approaching that time, and all these beautiful uh, pictures of cupcakes and and brownies and cookies but, and now what about a cookie? Okay, you know I want to make I make a gingerbread house every year, and so I've taken as you said the baby steps because you know, I would make the gingerbread house and it would look so pretty and my children would want to eat it. And I'd say, sorry, no. First of all, it's been sitting out for a while, dust. Second of all, do you know what's in that thing? So, <laughs> you know, I've okay, I've kind of wrapped it up now so that I don't worry about the dust. And uh, that sounds so silly, but so true. <laughs> um, And so, because, you know, I really go to town. This has been a tradition From the time my son was born, his first Christmas, not that he realized it, but we have pictures, and I made a gingerbread house. And it's still expected that I do this every year. So I've gotten a little more creative. I use graham crackers rather than, you know, gingerbread um, just for a different look. I'm thinking maybe it's a little healthier. Maybe I'm naive, but I'm thinking maybe it's a little healthier. But, you know, some of these cookies and things like gingerbread house – what alternatives can we use? You know, I, I use, uh, and again, I'm not married to this, but I use some licorice for a rooftop, a red licorice. I use okay. them in little bits so it looks like a, a slated roof to some degree. And I put them on the top of my gingerbread house that's now graham cracker. But You know, what can we kind of put in the back of our minds when making some of these things, again, to lighten up when it comes to cookie or decorating, you know, of cookies and things like gingerbread house? Is there, you know, icings? Is there a wiser choice to add to the icing? Because sometimes you need the stiffness. Maybe there is, maybe Mm. there isn't.
1: Well, you can. So thinking about gingerbread houses, I know usually the rooftops, I think they make them white. So you could do coconut cream. Um, and you could use coconut milk. Um, That's a can. You can buy a can of full-fat coconut milk. You can put it in the freezer. I believe it's for about an hour, Um, and when it comes out, it's nice and chilled. So you open up the can. It's really cold, and so you'll take the portion, um, not the liquid part, but there's a, a, a the thicker, fatter part that's sitting on top. You want to take that out. You can blend that, again, add a sweetener, so you could either add Again, some date paste, applesauce, coconut sugar. So you would blend it with that, maybe a little bit of vanilla extract. And with a high-powered sort of hand blender, you can actually whip up a beautiful coconut cream icing. Um, So that's something for the icing. And as I mentioned before with the bread pudding, you know, when you're making the gingerbread, you want to go through all the ingredients and switch them out. So the white flour can be switched to a whole grain gluten-free flour or even a a gluten-containing one, Um, but it's an ancient grain, like the spelt or the kamut, which has a lower amount of gluten and isn't as hybridized um, as wheat is, so it has a lower amount of gluten in it. Um, You could use a grain-free. We have bean and nut flours available. Uh, Those are great options as well. Again, sugar you want to substitute with either date paste, applesauce. You can even use a mashed banana in a recipe. To substitute for the sugar as well. So use half, half the sugar take out and use a banana for the other half. Uh, coconut sugar, um, and again, maple syrup is a better option than even using white sugar.
0: Well, when it comes to the coconut sugar, is that going to change the flavor of, let's say, my cookie or my icing? Is that going to change it in any way? Is it going to um, be a tropical icing now? You know, throw some well, banana no, in there? No,
1: it's not going to have that coconut flavor if that's what you're getting at. But What it will do is, see, now I haven't used refined sugar in a long time. So I think that for me, I love coconut sugar because it isn't as intensely sweet. Um, But it's going to take some time to get used to that. But, you know, again, you can use half and half. You can use coconut sugar. You can uh, start off. If you really are addicted to, you know, sugar and how intensely sweet it is, then maybe you want to start off by using maybe half of that, and you start using half coconut sugar, half of your white sugar. Um, I'm all about using doing baby steps because when people, um, you know, make huge changes and all at once, and they don't like them. They say, I don't like the way this is. I don't like the taste. I'm going to go back to the way I used to do it. And that's not success in my mind. So I want people to be successful. So I think starting off baby steps is, um, I think, a great way to, to begin because I want you to be successful. So just make small changes at first so it's only a you know, slight uh, um, change to the flavor that you're used to, and then you'll just slowly uh, use less and less of the refined products. Um, as you gain your taste buds back, because you are using a lot of refined sugars, you actually lose your taste buds for real fruit, like how sweet fruit is, even berries. You, you know,
0: that. If, that is so true. I noticed that in so many ways, I, um, at one point, when uh, I was pregnant, I cut my the salt out of my diet, through the advice of my doctor. And it was hard. Everything tastes terrible. I I could not believe how much salt that I was consuming and tomato juice, vegetable juice. And here I was thinking, wow, you know, I eat really well. Mm -hmm. And what a shock that I was actually tasting the tomato juice or the vegetable juice. And I thought, man, what did I like better, the salt or the actual juice? Right. And once my body became used to that, It was like, uh, there's no way I'm going back to eating in that way because it was so hard, so very, very hard to cut that out. So it was really about baby steps. And now when I have um, salt, too much salt, now sometimes, you know, it's in something and you can't avoid it, but I really, really notice it. Um, it bothers my lips. I actually feel a little burning sensation. Mm-hmm. And so but I'm so used to not having everything salted, incredibly salted. I mean, I see people salt Caesar salad. And if that's what you want to do, and <laughs> you don't want to change it, that's great. But right. I nowhere that I would go near that. I'm, I mean, I just, it was just such a, a difficult thing to give up. So Imagine the sugar, even when it came to um, yogurts. And I started to choose, you know, Greek yogurt. And of course, they weren't, uh, they were healthier. Yogurts are organic and there wasn't the added sugar. And I had a regular yogurt, and I will say regular because it didn't have all these uh, requirements that I was looking at or looking for, I should say. And Mm -hmm. I had it and I thought, this is dessert. This isn't yogurt. This tastes like a dessert. So it really is about that adjustment and becoming used to it and really drawing that line and making the commitment and also having fun with it. I mean, it's food. Mm. Who thought, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say it again, avocado (laughs) and sweet potato, and I'm icing a cupcake with this stuff in it. I mean, that's awesome.
1: it, It is exciting. I mean, I think that that really is what it comes down to, is the fact that you're more blown away at the fact that I can actually make something with this whole plant-based food that is really good for me, and I can turn it into something that is a treat. How amazing is that? So what happens is there's this cascade. You, you're you you're excited. You're happy. And when you eat, when you're happy, when you're in a good mood, you naturally just your metabolism works better. You digest better, and you're going to assimilate those minerals you know better because you're so excited um, to have made something. You created it, and it's healthy for you. But it also tastes amazing. So definitely play around with your food. Look to see what else you can make um, with all of these plant based foods. And you know it's so wonderful nowadays that we do have access to so many free uh, recipes online. And I encourage you and your readers to, or sorry, and your listeners to, to go online and start. You know, uh, searching for recipes using avocado, using sweet potato, using plant-based foods, Um, writing the word vegan and seeing what comes up, because I think you'll be shocked, pleasantly surprised to see all the wonderful, delicious recipes that are available.
0: Just, you know, it's really inspiring to go out there and cook. I can't wait. I have a girlfriend that just went through a a breakup, and I'm going to bring her some treats (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: <Good>. <laughs> and get her to start cooking with me and keeping her occupied. So there you go. I mean, this is such it inspires me to go out and try all this. Now I'm okay. I'm going to definitely that's that's my big thing right now. I'm gonna definitely, definitely make chocolate icing, some sort of topping from avocado and sweet potato and have it okay. taste like that. That that just that just blew my mind. Now, okay. I don't. I want to ask you one more thing, and I'm being selfish sure. because I would like love love to know. Um, my uh, son and daughter both love lemon meringue. Okay. And so, in making that, you know, you've got your egg white, and you're adding sugar, right. just in the meringue in itself can we use something different? Is that something that coconut sugar, as you had mentioned, I mean, I can't imagine applesauce working in that case. But the-
1: No, no. You would need a, a granular um, sugar. So I would say definitely try the coconut sugar. Now, coconut sugar is brown, so it is going to change the color of it. Um, so it's going to be a little bit trickier, definitely, um, using uh, coconut sugar. So um, it, it's one of those things that... It, It's going to be tricky. Yeah, it's going to be tricky. But when it comes to the actual pie crust um, or the filling, there's other things that you could use for sure.
0: Please share. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, again, here we go with our plant-based beautiful avocado that's so versatile. Um, I've made a uh, key lime pie using avocado, so it was a raw pie and it was delicious. So you're using basically... Um, so you did not avocado. bake
0: this and you did no, you not, do not taste the avocado?
1: Uh, no, you do not taste the avocado at all. So it's avocado and it's basically a blend of uh, lime zest, lime juice, uh, coconut butter, and dates that have been soaked. And you just blend it. And it is amazing. Um, so you blend it up in the right proportion. So again, this is something you could you know uh, search online for. And it's incredible. There's so many different variations online. And the crust, now you could do a crust two ways. I've seen the crust where you can cook one or you could leave it raw. If you want it raw, then what you could do is take whatever nut or seed that you like. Um, And again, I mentioned that my daughter has allergies, so I will use sunflower seeds rather than almonds or pecans or walnuts. And I will add sunflower seeds with coconut flakes and just a couple of pitted dates. you Put it in a high-speed blender and you put it on for just a couple of chops until it sort of breaks down. Um, And it's not, you don't want mush, you just want it sort of crumbly um, but sticky. And then you would just press that into a pie shell and then you would add in your raw avocado lime filling in there and chill it, whether in the freezer or in the fridge. And you've got a beautiful pie. Now, if you wanted to cook the crust, then you could make that same crust, um, but you would add in a little bit of brown rice flour and maybe an extra date. Blend it up, press it down, and then put it in the oven for about 10 minutes at about 350 or 375, I'd say. And you've got a heated, delicious crust. You were mentioning lemon meringue pie, and I talked about a key lime. You could easily switch out the lime you could use lemon instead and so it would mimic more of a meringue type pie Um, and for the actual meringue on top again it's going to be tricky but i would use the coconut sugar and it might alter the color of it so it might be um, a little bit more brown rather than white so if you're okay with that that's
0: great they're just mature lemons that's all there you go now just tell people look at that you know just (laughs) there was too much food coloring there we don't want to do that (laughs) (laughs) there's always, there's always an answer for everything, isn't there? And there seems to be a tweak for pretty much anything when it comes to eating healthier, which is just so exciting. I feel armed and ready to uh, cook, bake, um, you know, feed my guests in a healthier way along with myself and and have it be delicious and yummy, especially during the holidays that I don't have to oh, geez, I'm cheating, or um, I really miss having this. You can have it and make it healthier.
1: Have your cake and eat it too. I'm all about um, food and about how it tastes.
0: Oh, there's, I like that. You can have your cake and eat it too. And apparently, you can ice it with avocado using sweet (laughs) potato also. (laughs) Absolutely. I am
1: I know I'm going to make
0: that like right away. I am making that. Oh, my
1: God. It's so cute. I love that you're so excited about it because
0: it's about
1: about loving your food Um, because I'm all about, you know, you can have treats. You can definitely eat, you know, something that is sweet, uh, some comfort food, but it's just about making those small little changes to make sure that it's healthy. I always look at my plate and say, how can I make this? more nutrient-dense, how can I make it healthier, what can I add, or what can I take away, and that's the thing that you want to ask yourself um, before you make anything, and get creative in the kitchen, get creative, you can come up with some amazing, amazing recipes that taste fantastic.
0: Well, we have uh, so many tools now, and so much knowledge on how to tweak things, and just knowing That, you know, it can be done, that it's not, well, how am I going to do that? Well, no, Mm. I'm just going to make it the old way. Well, we don't have to. And choices are wonderful. Just, it's so inspiring. Now, my neighbors are going to love you, Rose, because I'm going on (laughs) this cook-off and I'll have to share with everyone. Wonderful. I want to thank you so much for joining me today and just talking about how we can really make some of these treats, never mind. Um, you know, besides the holidays, just making these tweaks for healthier uh, choices in general, but especially during the holiday time, I'm telling you, you know, I'm out grocery shopping and every checkout I hit, I see food and Mm -hmm. as I said on the magazines and it's just covered in icing sugar dripping with chocolate. It all looks so pretty and lovely. And I think, how am I going to make something like this for guests and keep it healthy? And apparently, I can. And you know that chocolate icing is first on the list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so great to hear. Wonderful. Have that a great day.
0: Thanks. Yeah,
1: most. you too. Take
0: care. Bye bye. Thank you for choosing the balanced life with diabetes. And remember to email me with any recipes you'd like to share, stories, or comments. And you can tweet me at Anita Westlake.